Hi, everybody. This is your host, Donnie Turner. We're on the Free for Life show, and I'm incredibly excited to introduce my guest on the show today. He is a real estate investor who's owned and managed over 2,000 properties, has built over 23 businesses in his 40-year-long career, and is a founder and president of his uh, charitable organization, the Tiny Hands Foundation. He's the host of the Lifetime Cash Flow through Real Estate Investing podcast show, Incredibly Successful. Go ahead and check that show out. I'm going to put uh, a link to that show in the show notes after the show. Um, also, check out his recently released book by the same name. Highly recommend it. And hosts the multifamily boot camp seminar, teaching how to invest in real estate to the masses. Uh, Rod Cleef, thank you for coming on to the show today. Donnie, it's a pleasure, brother. Let's have some fun today. Let's see if we can add some value. Yeah, great. Love it. Um, so yeah, I know a tad bit about your story just from you know being a fan of yours and listening to your podcast. Can you just share with us just in a nutshell, really? Um, sure. Your story? Yeah, so let me go back a little ways, Donnie, and tell you, uh, and it won't take me long to go through this, but it'll give you some context uh, for my story. So I immigrated to this country when I was six years old with my brother, Albert, my mother's Vancha, and we, uh, I remember her crying. We came over on a big ship. I remember her crying when we, she saw the Statue of Liberty in New York Harbor, and we ended up in Denver, Colorado, and, and I lived there for the next 30 years, and we didn't have much, okay? I, we, we, ate expired food. Uh, we, you know, my mom gave us powdered milk cause that's all she could afford. I, I wore hand-me-down clothes from the Goodwill and the Salvation Army all the way through junior high school. And, you know, and I know other people, listeners may have, it, have had it harder than, than I did, but, but I knew I wanted more. I wasn't satisfied with that. And luckily my mom had an incredible work ethic and she babysat kids. She turned our house into this babysitting studio and she babysat kids, uh, lots of kids. And, with her babysitting money, she actually bought the house across the street from us when I was about 14 years old for approximately $30,000. And when I was 17, she told me it had gone up in value $20,000 in her sleep. And I'm like, what? Wow. I'm getting into real estate. Okay, I'm, I'm going to be rich in real estate. And so um, I got my broker, real estate broker's license, actually. And I was going to sell real estate back then. I got my real estate broker's license when I... Uh, Right when I turned 18, you could do it with education, then you didn't need experience. So I got my broker's license and was going to be rich selling real estate. Didn't, didn't do very well. My first year, I maybe made about eight grand. My second year, maybe 12 grand. My third year, made well under $1,000, which back in 1981 was a decent amount of money. So what happened between year two and year three that 10x'd my income? What happened, and this is what I want to share, uh, is that I met a guy that taught me about the importance of your psychology and your mindset for your success in anything, how really 80 to 90% of your success in anything is your mindset and your psychology where, you know, 10 to 20% really is the technical stuff like the entrepreneurship or the real estate or whatever the vehicle is. It's really more mindset. And, and that's why I was able to 10 X my income and fast forward to today. You know, I've owned over 2000 houses that I've rented long-term multiple apartment complexes, um, in 2006, my net worth went up $17 million while I slept, wow. just a little bit more than my mom's 20 grand. And, but there's a punchline, okay? And, and so in 2006, I thought I was a freaking I, I in real estate. And I, I, my head got so big, I could barely fit it through a door. And, you know, I thought I knew everything there was to know. And, and you know, when that happens, God or the universe or whatever you believe will give you a smackdown. Well, that, that, for me, that was 2008. I got my clock cleaned and I ended up losing $50 million in 2008. That's $17 million gain and a whole lot more. And so 
Um, you know, and so let me talk, if you'll humor me for a minute, I'll talk about what it took to recover from that, that losing that $50 million, really what it took to get there in the first place. And then um, how I recovered, because it really was mindset and psychology. Will you want me to share that with your listeners? Yeah, of course, please, okay. please. Okay. So, so, and I take and my live events and, and, and with my coaching students, I take them through this process and, and, and it, they're, they're, they're multiple layers, but the big one is goal setting. And, and so let me, let me just take you through, take your listeners through a process that I do um, that's really very, very powerful. And most of your listeners probably have done their goals already, but guys, if you're listening, get a pen and a paper and take some notes on this because this is a little different. So what you want to do is pick an hour when you have a lot of, of, of uh, energy. You don't want to do it after a meal. You want to make sure you're well hydrated and make sure you're uninterrupted. And you're going to write down everything you could ever possibly want in life, okay? Now, what's, what's sad is most people spend more time planning Christmas or a birthday party than they do designing their lives. So guys, give, give, your, give yourself an hour. Trust me, it's worth it, okay? And so... Write down everything you could possibly want in life. How many real estate, you know, how many doors do you want in the multifamily space if you do multifamily or how many houses do you want? How, you know, how much net income do you want a month in say three years and how much do you want in 10 years? How much money do you want in the bank, let's say in three years and in 10 years? Um, you know, what about that? You know, the houses, the cars, the boats, the jet skis, the planes, um, you know, all the stuff, you know, what stuff do you want? Where do you want houses? Do you want houses in other countries? You know, me, I want a place in Paris. Where do you want to have a place? Um, you know, so everything you can possibly think of you could ever want in life and take the lid off your brain. Do not, do not limit yourself because I'll tell you, um, you're only limited by your thoughts. So, so if you have even the slightest thought, you might like to have something, but it seems grandiose or too much, write it down, okay? And for example, when I was 18, I knew I wanted to live on the beach. There's no beach in Denver. And I, I was gonna have a house on the beach. And, 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 and 20 years later, I built a $8 million, 10,000 square foot mansion on the beach. I had the beach on one side and the, my boathouse is on the backside. It's called a Gulf to Bay. I owned a slice through this island. Wow. And it was unthinkable when I was 18, but I knew I wanted it. And so, so take the lid off your brain and write it down. And, um, and then once you can't think of another thing, by the way, if you're analytical, if you're listening and you're analytical, do not analyze this. Just write it down. You can scratch it out later. You want to keep the pen moving and not stop writing. Okay, very important. Now, the next thing you want to do is write down what you want to learn in your lifetime. So it's not just the stuff. Me, um, you know, I want to learn how to play the drums. My wife bought me a drum set. It's one of the in one of the other buildings in my compound here. Uh, I haven't, I, I haven't, I don't even know what end of the stick to use yet. But it's been over there, put together for two years, and I, I need to get my butt over there and learn. But and it's, but I'm going to learn. Trust me, I will learn. I want to learn how to fly a helicopter. Had a had a friend of mine buy me a a, a lesson. So what do you want to learn? Maybe a foreign language. Also, what do you want to do? You want to write a book. You know, I, I wrote a book, best-selling book on how to buy multifamily. I'm almost done with an entrepreneurship and I'm almost done with a psychology, you know, mindset book. So, you know, what do you want to do? Maybe uh, write a book, maybe climb a mountain, maybe jump out of a perfectly good airplane. I did that about a month ago. And, and you know, what do you want to do in your lifetime? So write it down. Then also write down who you want to help, you know, uh, because that will drive you more than you can possibly imagine. So like for me, I bought my parents a house on a canal here in Florida, bought them a car, took them on cruises. Who do you want to do something for? So everything you want to do, be or have. Now, a couple more steps. So once you can't think of another thing, 
write down a number by each one of those goals, how long it's going to take you to achieve it. Just put a one, a three, how many years? A one, a three, a five, a 10, or maybe even a 20. You know, like I said, the, the thought of getting that house, building that house on the beach when I was 18 was unthinkable, but 20 years later, I had it. So um, put a number by, and remember this, as human beings, we will overestimate what we can accomplish in a year and massively underestimate what we can do in five or 10 years. So don't limit yourself again, but put a number by there. And again, don't overanalyze it. Just guess. Uh, it doesn't have to be perfect. Then I want you to roll. I mean that goal that when you get it, it's like, oh my God, this is freaking amazing. That goal, put it on another piece of paper. And if there's two or three that are equally exciting, just pick one. It won't matter for what we're going to do next. So pick that number one juicy goal. Then pick three of your top one-year goals. Write them on a separate sheet of paper. Now, this is more than, you've, you've done now more than 99% of the people on this planet, okay, by doing this, okay? And this is, but the problem is most people stop here. These next two steps are critical. You need to write down for each one of those goals why it's an absolute freaking must for you to achieve it. Not a should, an absolute must, okay? So that I can show my family what success looks like. So I can show my, my girlfriend, my boyfriend, my spouse what success looks like. My children, I can show them what success looks like. So we can go do whatever we want. We do it when we want, you know, whatever it is to you. Um, and, and use emotionally charged words. Words are very, very powerful. Use words like amazing and magnificent and incredible and massive because words are so, so powerful. So, uh, you know, and use them uh, because they're emotionally, use emotionally charged words. Um, so, you know, I can, I, we can live the life of our dreams. So, you know, I can retire my husband, my wife, whatever it is. Okay, then, um, once you've done that, put a little pain in there um, if you don't achieve the goal. And like, like so uh, I don't feel like a failure. So I don't live a life of regret. So I don't fail my children. So I don't fail my spouse, my boyfriend, my girlfriend, whatever it is. Put it down there because we will do more as human beings to avoid pain than gain pleasure. Use that. This is the fuel. So if you want to know how I, how I got recovered from losing $50 million you know, in 2008 to the success that I enjoy today, I mean, we bought 1,000 doors you know, in the last 120 days. You know, if you're watching this on YouTube, you can see my, that's my backyard out the back here. I live in a compound now. I've got six buildings, 5,000 square foot main house. I've got a guest house on the water. I've got six car garage. I've got an exercise room, a conference center, like a media building. And I mean, it's spectacular. And, and I lost that house on the beach that I was talking about, um, you know, in, in the, you know, in the 08 and then divorce and everything else back then. But because God's got a sense of humor, I can see it out my backyard here now from my compound every day. It's right there across the bay. Uh, but, but, um, my point is, this is how I was able to do that. Some, a lot of people, when they lose a lot of money like I did, they don't recover from it. And this, is, and this is how I got there in the first place, was knowing what it is that I want and knowing exactly why I wanted it. So you're going to use positive and you're going to use negative reasons why. Now, again, I said, I said not live a life of regret, not fail my family. There was a nurse in Australia named Bronnie Ware, and she was a hospice nurse. And she wrote a book called, she, what she did was she asked hospice patients what their regrets were about in, in life. She wrote a book about it called The Five Regrets of Dying. Um, and you know what the number one regret was? It was that, 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 
that I didn't live up to my potential. I lived someone else's life. I didn't do what I know I was capable of. My friends, we do not want that freaking regret, okay? And this, knowing what it is you want, knowing what you, why you want it with clarity. Clarity is power. Knowing why you want it will prevent that from happening. Now, I want to give you one last tip, okay? You want to go out and you want to find pictures of your goals. I'm going to show you something here. If you're watching this, I don't know if you're going to put this on YouTube or not, but uh, we're actually videoing this as well as putting it on iTunes. Yeah. But, but, um, um, uh, I have a planner here, okay? And well, what I'm going to tell you is I'm going to tell you go get pictures of your goals. In fact, let me give you some examples of, of how I've used this. You want pictures because pictures will move you. For example, when I was 18, I, um, uh, I, I got my real estate broker's license and I thought, you know what? I better get a four-door car because I'm going to be showing people houses and they got to be able to get in and out of the car easy. So I got this bone ugly freaking four-door Granada, Ford Granada, ugliest thing you've ever seen, gray bench seats, just hideous. And, but I worked with a guy that had a Corvette and he let me drive it. And I'm like, oh my, this is freaking amazing. And by the way, that's important. That experiential piece. If there's something that you want, make sure you experience it as best you can. Okay. So, so, you know, Mm -hmm. go test drive the car, go visit the house or a house like what you want, you know, get, you know, get pictures of the places you want to go. Um, and so I got a picture of a Corvette out of a magazine. I mean, this is before you could spell internet. I, it hadn't even been thought of yet. Okay. So I got a picture of a Corvette out of a magazine, true story, taped it on the underside of my visor of that bone ugly Granada. And I'd look at it every time I got in the car within a year, I had a Corvette a year or two. Then, then I'll give you a couple more examples. Okay. Uh, car examples. Now, please understand this is not me bragging any of this. I, I, I this stuff doesn't even interest me anymore. What I'm going to tell you about here, but it's great for illustrative purposes. So this is back when the TV show Magnum PI was out. Now, I know Donnie, seeing how old you are, you've never even heard of that show, <laughs> but the actor's name was Tom Selleck. Okay. And a uh, guy with a mustache, good looking guy, but he drove this Ferrari 308. Okay. He was a detective story and, and a detective series. And this car was just friggin' amazing. And I thought it was the coolest thing I'd ever seen. And so I got a picture of that car on the, my core within a Maserati looked just like it. Last example. I'm the guy that always wanted a, um, a Lamborghini. Okay. I, you know, back then it was the Lamborghini Countach and, and I had posters in my room with the Countach and the bikini girls and all of that. Yeah, all of that. And what's interesting is my son, when he was nine years old, he collected model cars. And if I'd have been thinking, I would have gotten it. I have the model out in one of my other buildings here, but uh, he collected model cars of exotics. He had about 30 or 40 of them. And he had a model, the exact same color and style Lamborghini that I ended up getting, Hmm. which I ultimately wrecked, but that's, won't go there but uh but anyway so so guys pictures works let me show you an example of what i'm talking about here i use a paper planner i started to go here and i got ahead of myself so this is i use a paper planner i'm a dinosaur yes i use outlook too but but i've used this for years it used to be called daytimer now it's called franklin look at this picture then here for literally 20 years okay so the first pictures are my gratitude pictures, okay? These are pictures of my kids when they were very young because everything starts from a place of gratitude, okay? Mm-hmm. So remember that. So I've got gratitude pictures. Now I've got a vision board, by the way, behind me, uh, a gratitude vision board of the things that, that I'm grateful for. And these are my kids' pictures of my kids. 
Then I've got pictures of the houses that I wanted. What's crazy is like this top picture here is what my house on the beach looked like before I got it. Okay. Now below I've got pictures that look like what my compound looks like now. Uh, and before I got it, I've got pictures of, of, uh, that like watches that I used to think are important. I've got a couple hundred thousand dollars of the watches, the Lamborghini before I ever got it. Okay. Here's the picture, the Rolls Royce, all this stuff that I got because I had pictures. So, you know, if you're, if you're analytical and you're got, you're like, Oh, this is a little too foofy for me. I'm telling you, you're making a big mistake. This stuff freaking works. So anyway, I guess I'll drop the mic. That, that was my story about yeah. mindset. Um, hopefully that added a little value. Trust me, this stuff works, Thanks guys. So much, I, if you look around me in my office here now, you'd see pictures of the things that matter to me now. Um, and they're mostly associated with giving back. Mm-hmm. So there you yeah. go. Thank you so much. Yeah, you know, I, I love that idea um, of, you know, getting started, getting successful, and then ultimately giving back. Mm-hmm. Um, Life's you. about giving back, my friend. Yeah. It's a, it's a basic human need. Charity. In fact, let me share one last little story because it ties into that. You know, yeah. I built that house on the beach. That, and I, I, you know, I call it that testament to my ego because that's really what it was. It was to prove to the world I was good enough. I built that house. It took me twenty years to to do it. Um, you know, remember this, guys. God's delays are not God's denials. If you know, or or you know, don't be don't be impatient. Okay. The beautiful thing about real estate, if you, if you're thinking real estate is it's not a get rich quick thing. It's a become super freaking wealthy over time thing. And, you know, I just interviewed somebody from my podcast and and made that same comment a little earlier today. But, but the the point is um, I built that house about two months after I built it, my family's inside sleeping and it's, you know, I'm looking, I'm I'm in the backyard in the pool floating and this pool is magnificent. A big giant waterfall, the second floor into the pool, another waterfall from the spawn of the pool you know, palm trees that cost me tens of thousands of dollars that leaned out over the pool. I mean, the pool was in magazines and I'm looking up at this three-story house. I mean, this house had an elevator. It had to 80 foot, 80 feet of glass that was 10 feet high, all butt together. It was like you were living on the bay. Um, I mean, I could go on and on. The house was magnificent. On the second floor, there was an aquarium that was 20 feet long, curved around a staircase. The aquarium would cost me 200 grand. I mean, so, so it'd give you an idea of the house. I mean, the house was magnificent. Mm-hmm. But I'm, two, two months after I built it, I'm floating in the pool, looking up at this thing. The pool's changing colors. It's at night. It's got fiber optic lighting. And I got depressed. And I'm like, what? How could I be depressed? I've just achieved success by society standards times 100, and I'm depressed. And I mean, I was really depressed. I'm like, what I realized, and this ties into the goal setting. That's why I wanted to mention it. And ties into contribution. Um, I, I realized two things were happening. One was, as, as it relates to goals, is you should never achieve a big goal without having other goals lined up behind it. Because like the good book says, without a vision, the people perish. You need a vision for the future. Okay, and I didn't, I didn't know what the hell I was going to do next. So that was one piece. But the second more important piece was I was focused on Rod. It was all Rod, 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 Rod. Show the world I'm good enough, that I matter. You know, and and... Uh, I was totally focused on me, which not just cost me, you know, my mental health, but also cost me my first family. And it's embarrassing to talk about. But, you know, so I, I went on and bought a bunch of books. And one of them was a book by Tony Robbins, who um, became a, one of my greatest mentors. I spent 20 years following him around the planet. And, and let me give him a shout out. If you have an opportunity to see him, just do it. Trust me while he's still speaking, go do it. But I, I went to one of his events and found out that he fed families for the holidays. And I had been totally focused on me, okay? And so I'm like, that's really cool. 
and he's done millions, tens of millions of families. But I, I decided to come back and feed five families and changed my life, man. And, and I'm blessed to say we've now done, over the last 20 years, we've fed 70,000 children here in Sarasota and Bradenton, Florida, done tens of thousands of backpacks filled with school supplies, just had 1,600 backpacks we gave out uh, a month ago. Um, 10, you know, probably, actually probably 20,000 teddy bears we've given to local police departments for their officers to give to car, you know, yeah. to hold, keep in their car, to give to children that, you know, been traumatized. And, and, and that's been my greatest gift in life. And so what I want to say to you, those of you listening, I want to listen to me and success without that piece is not success. So find mm-hmm. a way to give back in some fashion. It doesn't have to be grandiose. Like I just described, it can just be helping one person or one family or teaching somebody the business, whatever it is, you know, God gave us two hands, one to lift ourselves up and one to lift people up behind us or whatever you believe. Oh, I like we were that. meant, we yeah. were put on this earth to, to help. So Anyway, that was a long-winded response to your point oh. here. Yeah, thank you so much. You know, um, I think Tony Robbins is the one that says, you know, uh, success and f- fulfillment. Those are two separate that's right. things. That's right. That's right. He, t- he, calls that's exactly it the science, he calls it the science of achievement versus the art of fulfillment. Because mm. achievement really is a science. There's a science to it. It's like, you know, any business is nothing but people and systems. If you've got the systems, you can do the achievement. But the actual fulfillment is an art. And, and it can look many different ways. You don't have to give back to, to, to elderly or to children like I do. It can be the piano, can be whatever it is. But, you, you know, give back in some fashion. It can be your family, frankly, extended family. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah, I, I love that. And, you know, I think uh, a lot of people, you know, with maybe small thinking, I don't really understand, you know, how it, co- where it comes from, but they don't, they don't think they have the ability to give or that if they give, there's less of their own pie. Oh, everything but, you give, my friends, and so glad you said that, everything you give comes back a hundredfold, a hundredfold, okay? Mm-hmm. Now, I'll, I'll simplify this. You want love? You don't have love in your life? Give love. You'll get love. You, yeah, you don't, right. You're not happy, give happiness, you'll get happiness. You don't have money, give of your time or give money, you will get money. It's just the way the universe works. So God, whatever you believe, you know, I, 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 we won't go there, but I, it doesn't matter. It, bottom line is it's a universal truth. What you give, you receive tenfold. So yeah. like, like me, I, I was just showing you before we started recording on the wall behind me, thank you cards that I've gotten from literally, I probably have four or 500 of them. I get, I get a thank you every single, I got one from you. This morning, just now, before we start recording, that that people I've impacted in a positive way—it's my greatest gift. And you're gonna, you, you know, you're gonna have that as well, Donnie, because you're adding so much value. And guys, any of you, I know you want success, but if you're not adding value and giving back in some fashion, it's unsuccessful. I've interviewed guys on my podcast, and I recognize them—even billionaire, billionaires, and 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 mega millionaires that were like I was back there when I was floating in the pool, totally focused on me, narcissistic. I mean, I recognize it and they're unhappy. They're wealthy, but they're unhappy. So, mm. so it's really an important piece. No, that's interesting. You say that a lot of people assume, well, all the rich and all the wealthy, they're obviously happy. Mm-mm. If I'm, if I want to be happy, I need to get there. And I think what I, what I'm hearing from you is that's just exactly the wrong answer. No, the, 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 the way to happiness is, 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 is to give beyond yourself. It really mm-hmm. is. And, and, uh, the rewards are immeasurable. I'm um, truly, they, they truly are. It's kind of, um, yeah, it's kind of hard to wrap your head around. But when you do that, wealth does come to you. Yeah, no, it so. totally does. <laughs> it's like a you conundrum. Know, if, if you help other people, 
you know, the wealthiest people on the planet are the ones that add the most value and contribute and help other people find wealth. And, and, you know, it's, it's just the way, the way the universe works. I was just listening to an interview on, on Tim Ferriss's show, really about the only podcast I listened to. And he was interviewing the mega billionaire, Charles Koch, uh, whose brother just died. These two brothers, industrialists that, you know, worth about 40 billion a piece. And, and, and the guy's totally focused on, on charities, totally focused on giving back and making the world a better place. And, you know, some people never get that memo, unfortunately. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. so those of you listening to Donnie that are young, start now. It took me, I was 40 before I got the memo, you know, but, but really about what life really is about. So, um, I, there you I go. I love that, you know, yeah. yeah, you know, and thank you for, thank you for giving all that value. That was great. You know, you're, you're applying the principle as we speak. So, but, um, just really quick, you know, if you don't mind, I just wanted to just ask a really quick question. You know, this, this, podcast is geared towards younger people, you know, people, uh, early twenties and all that. And I just, you know, I wanted to go back to the beginning of your story when you were 18. I mean, it seems like you never had that problem, but I'm meeting a lot of people and I'm facing this problem that are around my age. And like you said, you know, what's the problem, buddy? I'm sorry. You didn't tell me what the problem is. Yeah. Just, uh, sorry. So, you know, well, you addressed it with the goal setting, but just the, the idea of self limitation, they don't, they don't think, they can do it, but they don't think they can do it. Well, listen, I just did. In fact, I just did a Facebook live literally an hour ago about fake it till you make it. I call it's really Tony Robbins calls it act as if, and what you do is you act as if you're already successful and you embody that. I literally just did. It's funny that we're talking about this, but, but the bottom line is you can do anything. And there are people out there that aren't as smart as you are. You listening right now, you specifically, I'm talking to you. They're not as smart as you and they're mega millionaires. Why? Because they did it anyway. Okay. They push forward in spite of the fear. They push forward in spite of the limiting beliefs. And we all have limiting beliefs. I mean, we're born with it happened in our childhood. Like me, I got humiliated on the playground. And, and, you know, I tell the story of my live events and, and, and um, or or rejection, we get rejected, and, and we 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 think that it really matters that people really care that much, but they don't. They're they're mostly interested in themselves. So yeah. if you're fearful or you've got these limiting beliefs, you've got to push yourself through them. Trust me, it's worth it. Your life, that magnificent life of your dreams, is going to require you to get uncomfortable, a little bit, not a lot. The life of your dreams is just on the other side. Comfort's warm place, but nothing freaking grows there. So you got to get a little uncomfortable if you want this, but you got to know what it is you want and why you want it because that's the fuel that will push you. That's what got me out from underneath the rock in 2008 and nine to, to, to get back up and, and make it happen again. I thought I was set for life, man. I thought, you know, mm-hmm. I was worth a lot of money and had a lot of houses and a lot of apartment complexes. And I crashed and burned because I'll tell you why I crashed and burned. Cause people always wonder about that. I had 800 houses. I had multiple apartment complexes and, and it was the houses that pulled me down. The apartment complexes, if I hadn't cross collateralized those with, with groups, you know, where, I mean, I borrowed money against the apartment complexes and packages yeah. of houses. If I hadn't done that, I still have the apartment complexes. But the reason the houses pulled me down is I was too spread out. I had houses two hours one direction, two hours the other direction, everywhere in between, and it was logistically impossible. It was it worked fine when things were going well, when you know when the crisis happened, it was like the light switch went off, and and a lot of my tenants were in the construction business, and so 
that, that fell off a cliff. I mean, there was nothing. There was no remodels happening. There was no new builds happening. So they all couldn't pay their rent. That coupled with the fact that if I had a maintenance issue at one of my apartment complexes, we could stockpile parts and I could send somebody to the apartment complex. They could fix something in an hour. Well, if it was at a house, they'd have to drive an hour to get there maybe, um, go find a Home Depot or a Lowe's. Take, that takes an hour. Come back, get into it. I mean, what would take an hour at one of my apartment complexes could take all day at a house. And you multiply that times 800 houses, and it, was just, it was just wasn't sustainable. And believe it or not, I was at a 30% loan to value. I only owed 30 cents on the dollar. I still crashed and burned on those houses. Wow. It was because of the cash flow. And, and that's why I started my podcast, because to teach people that you got to focus on cash flow, not value. Uh, it's critical. And in fact, that's the subtitle of my book, uh, The New Rules of Real Estate Investing. And the new rules being cash flow. Cash flow is everything. Value is out the window. You've got to focus on cash flow. So, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. And guys, check out that book. I'm sure it'll be a huge value. It seems, yeah, cash flow, especially um, when markets go awry, it seems that's what that's what'll keep you alive. That's what'll keep number you one, alive. number one thing we look at. And, and, uh, you know, like I say, we bought a, I bought a thousand doors in the last, uh, 120 days. And, and that is, we're very, very conservative because of that. By the way, I do a boot camp, and, and um, uh, I'll tell you what I'll do. I, I do them four times a year. My next one, I don't know when this is going to go live, but my next one's in Baltimore in September. After that, I'm going to be in LA. But um, if they use your name, I'll give them a hundred bucks off. So um, I'll, I'll just wow. have it, I'll have it be Donald just to keep it simple. But uh, I didn't, we didn't discuss this, but I'll, I'll give them a hundred bucks off just as a, a favor to you. But um, yeah, wow. so I'll, you. I'll let my team know. But if you go to, if you go to Rod's boot camp, um, uh, you can uh, still get to still a few tickets left for Baltimore. Uh, but uh, it's three days of me teaching nothing but real estate. Uh, there's no outside salespeople brought in to sell. Like most of the guys do it just me for three yeah. days. And, and I don't just teach the real estate. I teach this mindset stuff. I teach pushing through fear, pushing through limiting beliefs, you know, and a whole bunch of other stuff uh, that frankly is more important than the real estate. But you know, it's drinking through a fire hose on the real estate too. So anyway, use the, use the, the code Donald and you get a hundred bucks off. I'll let my team know once we hang up here. Um, yeah, thanks for that. I really appreciate it. I'll make sure to tell yeah, everyone I know, all the listeners, definitely check that out. You know, um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I believe you. That's right. 90% is mindset. If yeah. you're, you're not going to get into any of the logistics if you don't believe it's possible for yourself. You listen, if you've got the mindset and the courage to take action, the rest of itself works itself out. It really does. Mm. The vehicle is irrelevant. It doesn't matter if it's a business, if it's entrepreneurship, if it's investing, if it's real estate, whatever, that's the vehicle. But it's the mindset that causes you to actually take action. I mean, I've got students that are 23 years old that own 600 doors. Uh, you know, yeah. I mean, it, it, the age is irrelevant uh, and, 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 and because it's, it's all just pushing through, pushing through the fear. Uh, and and like, like I did on my Facebook Live today, it's, it's acting as if. And, but, but the key is you got to educate yourself, the bottom line. If you want the strategy for your young listeners, the strategy is learn whatever it is you're going to do. Don't dabble. Dabblers get crushed. Learn it. If it's real estate, you know, come see one of my events. Keep listening to Don, Donnie's podcast. Listen to mine, maybe. I mean, we just hit six. We're about to hit six and a half million downloads. So, uh, yeah, you know, it's very well received. Um, but, uh, you know, listen to podcasts. Keep learning. And because, because the more you build your competence, my friends – it'll equate to your confidence. Competence equals mm. confidence. And confidence is what you need to take action and, and to have the ability to influence people. So it's kind of that sequence. Competence first, knowledge, 
then confidence, and then your ability to influence people. And guys, when I was in my 20s, I bought tens of millions of dollars worth of houses 50-50 with none of my own money. 50-50, partners put up the money. I did all the work. We split the profits. Everybody's happy. So I, you know, it doesn't take money to do this business. It takes, it takes that competence and that confidence. Well, because, yeah, you had that confidence. Your investors see that. They're not right. investing in the deal. They're investing into you. That's right. But and- you've got to have, have enough of a knowledge base so you're credible. And so you don't lose somebody's money, obviously, as well. Yeah, so don't dabble, guys. Learn this. Be it from me. Go on YouTube. Go podcasts. You know, come to one of my events if you can. Um, but uh, regardless, you got to educate yourself first. Yeah, you know, um, and what you said earlier about, you know, fake it till you make it, that mindset, it kind of reminds me of um, what I've heard somebody say before. And it's just do things that you're unqualified for because it forces you to level yourself up. If, you, if you're going to embark on writing a book like you are doing, you know, um, and you never wrote in a book mm-hmm. before, it's going to force you to get uh, knowledgeable on the subject you're writing about. That's right. Would you agree yeah. with that? Yeah. No, no, absolutely. Love it. No, I love what you just said. No question. No, it, yeah. you know, you, you really just, you know, you take that first step, the next step will be revealed. You can drive all the way across the United States at night and only see 40 feet in front of you and you'll make it. It's just like a big goal. It's just like a big dream, but you've mm-hmm. got to take that first step. That first step can be the biggest step of your life, but, you know, and, and it builds on itself. Um, and, and what's crazy is, is the, the more action you take, the less the, fe- the less the fear is. It diminishes the fear, but you've got to take massive freaking action. And that's why the goals and the clarity around your goals and the clarity around knowing what you want is so critical. Clarity is power. So that's, that's, that's the underlying foundation to all of this is knowing what it is you want and why you want it so that you've got the fuel. Know your why. Yeah. Have the, have the motivation, give you the f- fuel of your actions so you don't give up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I love it, man. Yeah. You know, um, well, I, th- I think that was a lot. That was, that was <laughs> a whole lot for one episode. You know, I just want to thank you again for coming on to the show. I've been a long time fan of you and your show. You know, thank your show has taught me a lot. And um, to all my listeners, you know, yeah. If, if you want to check out Rod Cleef, check out his podcast, check out his seminar, and um, I'm, it'll, it'll be a huge amount of value. Thank so, you, uh, yeah. And use, so. use, use the ID, uh, use the code not Donald to get 100 bucks off. I mean, it's cheap anyway. You can come for like 300 bucks. It's a no-brainer. For three days of me teaching you, I mean, come on. Invest in and, yourself, my friends. Yes, that's what I was just about to say. You know, um, some, some people might get scared away from that, but I would say invest in yourself. And it's an investment. It's not a cost. It's an investment. I I can tell you, I I show a picture of these lanyards. I I didn't go to college. Okay. And I've got, I've got like hundreds of lanyards. I put them on my arm from, from events that I've gone through. I remember my kid telling me, we'll leave it at this. My, my son, when he was like nine or 10, I had 2000 houses and multiple apartment complexes. I said, I'm going to a real estate seminar. He's like, why are you going to a real estate seminar? You could (laughs) teach it. Like, because learning is earning and you're continually learning and growing and I'll get something. I like yeah. that. Learning is earning. There it is. Yep. Leaders are readers. Leaders yeah. are readers. You better believe <laughs> Yeah. Well, you know, thank you again, Rod. My pleasure, was- brother. It was a lot of fun. It was, uh, it was oh, a pleasure. Yeah. And I uh, look forward to seeing you at one of my events one of these days soon. Definitely. I'm looking forward to that. And guys, thank you for tuning into the show today. Um, this, I hope this was in a huge value to, all, to you all. And don't forget, never stop growing. 